fight this city? Who wants to fight for the 505? We have been left without hope for too long. The last 10 years, your neighbors and friends are out there bragging, well, Albuquerque sucks, I'm going to leave. No, 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 this is our home. Guess what, I don't talk about that. When I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, a train, wherever I'm meeting people, they're from someplace else, I cannot wait to talk about the city that I love, the place where I'm from, and an entire culture and history and food. I cannot stop bragging about the places where I want to tell people to go and what to do. We're proud of our state. We're proud of our city. We're not going to let it get put down anymore by people who want to run their agendas. I realize that the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job, but that's perfect for me because I have no political ambitions. I just want to live in a better city. We can't shudder and cower and wait for COVID to shut us down. Or, oh, it's too dangerous outside. I'm not going to go outside. The crime is too bad. Or we don't know what to think of our city and our state anymore. We can change all that with this campaign. Hey, I'm with the Eddie Aragon campaign. I want to tell you about a guy who's the 11th generation in Mexico, whose parents are here, who loves this place, who came back because he loves it. He talks about five things. He talks about city. He talks about crime. He talks about COVID. If you can shut down in your house, he talks about commerce. He talks about business. And most of all, he talks about corruption. And he's going to make the city a better place. Stand behind me. I will get behind you. Let's take this city back. Thank you all for being here. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Friday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here for a live two-hour show and a third hour with Mr. Gregory Zanetti. Sunny here with you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. We finally uh, fixed that uh, we can start playing this uh, all the time now. Uh, boy, that was uh, quite the ordeal. Technical stuff normally is podcasting on Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Downloaded uh, our apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Thanks for keeping Dowd in your prayers. It's been a tough day for him. He will not be here uh, this afternoon, but he will be uh, listening ably. And uh, for everybody who wants to go ahead and share that with anybody out there, just go to, you got to know how to spell my name. I'm going to be at the top of the ballot. It's Eddie Aragon. That's E-D-D-Y. That's how you spell Eddie. E-D-D-Y Aragon. EddieAragon.com, and you'll go directly to that. Let's get that out to as many people as we possibly can. Uh, we'll be putting some uh, some stuff behind that, making sure that that gets out uh, as well. It's been a tremendous, uh, what are we in now? We're looking at six weeks uh, since we started this uh, thing. Uh, we beat a court uh, battle. Uh, yes, so we are live. I am on air. Uh, we beat a court battle. We've got the signatures, uh, 3,305 signatures. Not one fraudulent signature. Uh, we're in the mix. We're on top of the ballot, and you have your candidate. And you can go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Sign up to receive our email newsletter. Now, 46 days. Tomorrow will be 45. We've got an exciting uh, day set up. Uh, we don't have Rebecca on camera, even though she is in the studio and joining me, one of the Liberty ladies uh, here this afternoon. Don't forget, you can pick up signs, shirts. Uh, hats, whatever you like, directly at RPNM headquarters. 
headquarters for all Republicans here in the uh, city of Albuquerque in the state of New Mexico. And uh, I can tell you, uh, folks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there is a lot of positive activity, a lot of social media activity that's out there. So do what you can, where you can, how you can. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your family, eddiearagon.com, where you can watch that video. We have Rebecca here in studio. Rebecca, good afternoon here on this beautiful Friday. It's hot. Is it just hot or what? Oh, you have the wrong uh, microphone. Uh, there you go. There we go. Yeah, you know, you have the wrong microphone. <laughs> that one's not supposed to be in front of you because that uh, that arm goes that way. But uh, how are you, Rebecca? I'm very good. Very right. good. Glad to have you on board. And uh, you shot me the latest uh, numbers on the we, we did this yesterday. OK, and I think it's important. Sure, there's statistics. Sure, there's, you know, stats that are out there. Um, but remember, when <laughs> we went through the first 30 yesterday, first 30 murders. OK, we'll do it again on, on Monday as well. These are people who have names, situations, and you need to understand who these people are. Uh, we finished up uh, yesterday, which what I thought was, you know, pretty shocking with uh, Mr. Randall Apostolon. Uh, who was killed on March 5th of this year, found his body 60 years young uh, at the top of the parking garage at the Albuquerque Sunport. So I thought, well, we would go with the uh, the next uh, smattering, unfortunately, of murders. And I think it's important as we go into a very hot weekend, um, we're starting to get into that transitional time. There's cookouts, there's parties. Uh, this is the time of year where Burqueños, do we even say that? I, I don't know anybody who really does actually say that. From Burke, right? We don't actually say that very often. I'm not from Burke, from Albuquerque. And guess what? We also know how to spell it. And we're proud of this place. But we aren't proud of what's happened. I just want to kind of, you know, stay close to home. Uh, and I, when I say close to home, uh, I am near uh, my home and my radio station here 24-7 is the Kiva. And... Uh, on January 9th of this year, we kicked off uh, the murders, uh, unfortunately, at the corner of Yale and Gibson, the place that I cross every single day. And there's a number of hotels that are right here in the area. Uh, this is not the safest place at night. Um, there are lots of shootings, uh, no doubt, as you have seen uh, right from the map. Look at the map and drill down on that area. Within one mile, in fact, the latest shooting, the latest shooting uh, over at Subway, and I don't think that that will be classified uh, as a murder uh, because it's done in self-defense. And it turns out that the perpetrator who came in at 515 had a BB gun, had a BB gun. So uh, <laughs> there's two sides to the uh, coin that are being argued out in the, in the, in the media. Uh, a man by the name of Josh Archuleta, 33 years of age, at the corner of Yale and Gibson, Police had responded to a shooting outside the Southeast Albuquerque Hotel, found Archuleta dead and two other men injured. No rest to date. And we are literally almost 10 months in have been made. Uh, that is 31 on the year. Yolanda Chi on January 8th of this year. And uh, while you're looking at that, uh, Rebecca, would you mind looking at uh, the number of shootings or uh, homicides or deaths within one mile radius or two mile radius, of, excuse me, of Yale and Gibson. Uh, this is also right here. The night before, Yolanda Chi, 45 years of age, 1800 block of Buena Vista, right here on the other side of me, officers responded to a domestic dispute in Southeast Albuquerque neighborhood, found Chi shot in the head. Her boyfriend, Nathaniel Notonaba, 
was charged in uh, the death uh, for that one. Uh, on June 6th of this year, Lysudius Herrera, 37 years of age, two-vehicle crash at Zuni and California. Officers had been responding to a shooting in southeast Albuquerque, found Herrera dead at the scene. Yoen Sotolango was arrested in the death of 37-year-old Lucidus Herrera. On June 20th of this year, Carl Jurison, 64 years of age, at the 500 block of Vassar, also right here, right here, uh, right over here on Cornell, uh, 500 block of Vassar. Officers responded to a shooting, found Jurison fatally injured in the university area neighborhood. No arrests have been made in the deaths of 64-year-old Carl Urison, who was shot and killed on June 20th of this year. Larado Coronado, 36 years of age, unknown how he died. Mr. Uh, Coronado died at the 3200 block of Central Southeast, just down the street from here. Police were called to a block of Central through Knob Hill for reports of a man who was unconscious. Coronado turned out to have injuries and he was taken to the hospital where he later died. No arrests made in the death of, in the August 1st death, excuse me, of 36-year-old Larado Coronado. On May 7th of this year, Lee Benson, 28 years of age, crashed his vehicle off the side of Interstate 40 near Carlisle. Now, these are not counted uh, according to the Albuquerque Police Department statistics. It should be noted. Okay, this is uh, one of two people who died in a crashed vehicle off the side of Interstate uh, 40 near Carlisle. The New Mexico State Police uh, got a hold of this one, another reason why they're not counted. Um, uh, Mr. Lee Benson was 28 years young. State police officer was flagged down after a vehicle rolled off the Interstate 40, literally jumped over and into the embankment. Benson and Thomas Crum were found fatally shot inside in addition to the crash. No arrests have been made, uh, and I believe... I believe it was Lee uh, who was <clears throat> no, I think it was uh, uh, Marcus uh, who was who was the uh, stand-up uh, comedian. Uh, in fact, no, 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 that would be Lee Benson. Okay, so Marcus Bowman on June 14th of this year, 26 years of age, shot to death at Motel One on Candelaria, just east of I-25. Police were called to a shooting in front of Motel One. When they arrived, they found Bowman dead on the sidewalk. Nicholas Avalos was arrested uh, in the death. One of the things that we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to show you the number of actually solved within a year. It's significantly lower than what Albuquerque Police Department is actually claiming because we want to let you know that when you're looking at these numbers, and the media is not telling you this, okay? When you're looking at these numbers, they count anything that is solved against the number of murders this year in terms of their, uh, their solvency rates. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Does that bother you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think it yeah. bothers everybody else uh, out there uh, as well. But you got to sell the numbers, especially during a campaign year for uh, for Tim Keller, I guess. Mm. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that Tim Keller ran on was he ran on crime. He ran on improving the city of Albuquerque as far as crime. All right. Uh, let's get back to uh, Marie Kruger, young lady, died by strangulation, 40 years of age. Uh, in her car near Interstate 25, south of Montgomery. She was found con unconscious, uh, excuse me, on March 25th of this year, sitting in the driver's seat of her car off I-25. She died two days later. Her boyfriend 
Adrian Baltasar Fierro was arrested in the homicide of Marie Kruger on March 25th. February 10th of this year, Aaron Johnson, Aaron Johnson, 33 years of age, was shot to death at an apartment near Carlisle and Montgomery. Are you noticing a sort of a hot spot pattern here? You see kind of uh, two areas, actually three areas that are where a lot of this stuff is focused on. Officers responded to gunfire, found a man dead and a woman injured at an apartment complex in northeast Albuquerque. Dominic Sepulveda was arrested in the death of 33-year-old Aaron Johnson on February 10th of this year. On January 27th of this year, a young lady by the name of Jessica Lucero, 31 years of age, was shot to death at the Jefferson Crossing Apartments near Montgomery in Washington. Now, this almost got no publicity whatsoever. Uh, Rebecca, when you looked this up, I doubt you even were aware of, of this of this death. Uh, Jessica Lucero, this got zero publicity at those Jefferson Crossing Apartments. And here's one of those one-liners. It doesn't oftentimes uh, talk or elaborate on it um, because they don't want it impacting uh, the apartment complex or the business or the area where, where, which, where it's at. It's a bit of suppression. Police responded to a shooting at the Northeast Albuquerque apartment complex and found Lucero and Ariel Malam dead and a man injured. Yosef Tony, 15 years age, of age, was charged in the death at, for uh, Jessica Lucero. Jorge Chacon, on June 27th of uh, this year, 37 years of age, Osuna Apartments, 5920 Osuna Road. Police were called to the Northeast Apartments complex because a woman said her boyfriend had been shot. No arrests have been made. He died at the scene. That was on June 27th of this year. On July 21st of this year, Catherine Sanchez, 32 years of age, shot to death at the Courtyard Apartments near San Pedro and Montgomery. Not a bad area. Officers responded to the shooting, found Sanchez dead. No arrests made in the death of Catherine Sanchez. That happened on July 21st. On July 10th of this year, Adam Porras, 33 years of age, quick track convenience store at 1720 Central. Police responded to a shooting in Southeast Albuquerque. found Porras fatally injured. No arrests have been made in the death of Adam Porras. You would think if it took place at a convenience uh, store, Rebecca, that there would be plenty of tape and we'd have some sort of idea, at least a vehicle or a lookout or an APB that would be put out so that the community could actually come in and try and help. But uh, maybe we're a little, a little bit more worried about uh, what it might look like in terms of impacting their business there. Uh, thoughts? Um, I don't know. I know from work that I do, it's like, it seems like everybody has cameras at every business nowadays. Everyone. Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. The cameras are everywhere. So a uh, quick track convenience store, 1720 Central. That's interesting from the standpoint that it was at a business. Michael McCoy on uh, March 30th of this year, 41 years of age, shot to death on the thousand block of Louisiana, southeast, uh, north of Gibson, just up the road from here. Officers responded to the shooting in southeast Albuquerque, found McCoy dead. Again, no arrests have been made. Aaron Need, 22 years of age, died on June 29th of this year on the 800 block of San Pedro near Southern. They responded to a shooting, found Ned dead in southeast Albuquerque. Again, no arrests have been made. January 25th of this year, Michael Guerra, 63 years of age, shot to death in the residence of the 6700 block of Ranchitos Road. Responded to by the Albuquerque Police Department, officers were called for a shooting 
a southeast Albuquerque intersection and discovered Guerra fatally injured. No arrests have been made in the deaths of Mike Guerra. January 14th of this year, Mark Solano, 37 years of age, shot to death at the 5100 block of Central near San Mateo. Police responded to a shooting in southeast Albuquerque, found Solano dead inside a vehicle. No arrests have been made. Roderick Thompson, 32 years of age, shot to death near San Mateo and Indian School, was flagged down by a driver who flagged down the state police. It's very loud, by the way, just so you know. Uh, was flagged down by the uh, state police. Yeah, the state. Uh, let me let me go back to this. Mike Solano, 5100 block San Mateo, responded to a shooting in Southeast, found Solano dead inside the vehicle. Okay, so this is the next one. Roderick Thompson, 32 years of age, shot to death. Uh, near San Mateo and Indian School. State police were flagged down for a shooting at a Northeast Albuquerque gas station. It was very recently found Thompson fatally shot. Gerard Mells was arrested uh, in the death of Roderick Thompson, happening a month and a day ago on August 16th. Um, on August the 12th, Lawrence Anzures, 30 years of age, and you know this one because the suspect is still out. The shooting at Ojos Locos Sports Cantina near Coronado Mall. Anzuras was killed in a quadruple shooting at Ojos Locos Cantina. Javier Vargas Vasquez was charged in the death, but has yet to, I believe, turn himself in and yet to be found. That happened on August 12th of last month. August 12th, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to be repetitive. March 7th, Jaden Valles, 17 years of age. Responded to by APD parking lot at the Coronado Center in Northeast Albuquerque. You recall this because police responded to shooting, found the Vias, bought Mr. Vias, fatally injured in the parking lot of Coronado Mall. No arrests have been made in the uh, 17-year-old's uh, death of Jaden Vias on March the 7th. Oscar Fuerte, April 24th, 20 years of age. APD responded to the 1200 block of Chama, Northeast, near Mountain, Louisiana. Police responded to a domestic dispute, found Fuerte dead. Nobody has seen or been arrested. Officers believe the shooting may be justifiable. Hmm. Well, counted nonetheless, and uh, we don't have any information. You're getting more information in these first 23 minutes than you're getting on any of this stuff that's happening. One of the reasons for us presenting this to you. May, May 12th of this year, Michael Sanchez, 33 years of age, was shot to death, arrived in a vehicle at Presbyterian Casement at Wyoming. You remember this? Sanchez, James Fisher, Brandon Torres all had fatal gunshot wounds. We're counting this. Were dropped at Presbyterian Casement Hospital. No arrests, surprisingly, despite quite a bit of video. You might recall quite a bit of video, uh, both up close and far, have been made. No arrests in the death of Michael Sanchez. That's back on 512. Jeremy Clark on April the 11th, 34 years of age, in an alley near the 1300 block of Wyoming. Clark was found dead in an alleyway near Wyoming in Constitution. No arrests have been made there. August 28th, a couple of weeks ago, 16-year-old at the 500 block of Tennessee Northeast, APB responding to reports of multiple shots fired, found dead in an East Central neighborhood. Another man showed up to the hospital with injuries from the same incidents. But no arrests have been made. No status on the other man who showed up. Henry Barr on July 2nd, 26 years of age at 421 Tennessee Street. Officers responded to a shooting, found a man fatally injured in northeast Albuquerque. No arrests have been made in that. And finally, to round out the second day of our second sortie of 30 murders, 
Samuel James Adviento, 53 years of age, the shooting at the 400 block of Texas near Copper. Officers responding to a shooting found Adviento dead in a minivan. No arrests have been made. Of all of those that were just listed, a total of five, uh, count them again if you wouldn't mind, uh, Rebecca, only five arrests uh, or charges have been made amongst that second sortie. Is that correct? Mm, let's see. I believe is what we're looking at. Let's see. There we go. By the way, if you want to go ahead and uh, fight for the 505, uh, all you have to do is go to fightfor505.com, sign up, be a volunteer, uh, make a donation. Is that about right? I think it's five. You got. Yeah, I got to count them. I got to read these things. And see yeah, yeah. Say, say one. There's so many that say no arrests made. Two, three, yeah, four, five, six. Six out of thirty. Yeah. So that's the that's the that's the number. That's the percentage. Remember, we're counting against this year. So, uh, Eddie, how many per, uh, proposed murders are walking around the streets of Albuquerque? Well, if we look at that, quite a uh, few. Yeah, that uh, six divided <laughs> yeah. by uh, thirty. That's a twenty uh, percent solvency rate uh, on on that second uh, sortie of thirty. Yesterday, of the first thirty. Whoa, excuse me. Uh, we had. Let's see. One. Two, three, four, five, six. Nice to see. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So 13 out of 30, so you're looking at uh, 19 out of 60, that's a clip of 31% of the current uh, homicides that have been solved. So if you're looking at, uh, you know, a total number of murderers who are walking free right now, and that's another way to really kind of looking at it, right? Yeah. Is that what you're looking at? Uh, You're looking at 41, 41 murderers walking around the city of Albuquerque right now, unsolved murders. Now, I don't know how comparable that is to other cities. Uh, we'll certainly put that to the test, uh, but that will certainly get us a better idea of uh, of where we're at. As you're assembling and putting uh, some of this stuff together, uh, Rebecca, looking at these things, what goes through your mind? Well, I mean, the question that comes to my mind is like we've got all these murders, and we, we some of the some people have been charged in the murders, but do we ever find out why the murders occurred? I mean, what are the circumstances behind? The murders? Yeah. There's no is, it, is it gang violence? Or I don't what know is that it? the Albuquerque Journal is covering it. I don't know that 4, 7, and 13 is covering yeah, it. Yeah, I'd I like think, to know. I think if we got more into it and got into, and one of the reasons why we're actually doing this is we're going individually and looking at the criminality uh, behind the people who are actually charged. Yeah. And we can only suggest, and maybe that it's comparable. I mean, if you know your criminals, you know, uh, yeah, that's just for murders this year. Yes, correct. So, um, Dan, that's a good question. So those are only, that's, of the 60 murders that we just rattled off both yesterday and today, uh, 19 have been charged, which is 31.5% roughly in terms of solvent. Uh, But they're saying that it's much higher, and the reason why, and we had to figure this out, the reason why is they're using murders that they've uh, figured against, I don't know, what was the one that would happen 25, 30 years ago, right, 1988? That's counted against the number of murders this year. 
that should not be the case. Because I was trying to figure out, well, why is the, you know, solvency so high? Well, Tim Keller's fudging the numbers. Yeah. He's cheating. He's clearly cheating. And uh, that's one of the things that you, you have to figure out. Certainly the... We can't count on the Albuquerque Journal. We can't count on 4, 7, and 13 to do their jobs as journalists. Uh, please pull up any one of those, you know, pull up the map, uh, if you will, uh, Rebecca, and then go and click on just one, any one of those and just tell me how long any one of those articles is. Okay. I mean, you're looking at two to three paragraphs really tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't look really at it, short. You don't see anything else. And that tells you that the Albuquerque Police Department is very tight lipped about this. And despite the fact that we have 41 murderers of those first 60 that we said that are roaming the streets right now. So, yeah, I mean, I just randomly picked one and I'm looking at one here. Yeah, and just, literally just randomly it's just pick got, one. It's just got read, one. Read two. the whole story. Which one? Okay. Uh, on the, um, it doesn't matter. Just okay. Yeah. A uh, woman is dead after being shot Friday night in a Southeast Albuquerque neighborhood. Uh, give me the dates. Uh, that would have been seven two twenty one. Okay, seven two twenty one. Woman mm-hmm. is dead. Yeah, uh, after being shot Friday night, Southeast Albuquerque neighborhood. Uh, Darren Diaguero, De, uh, Guer- yeah. Uh, an Albuquerque police spokesman said officers responded around nine fifteen to a shooting at the four hundred block of Grove Southeast, mm-hmm. a few blocks from Zuni in Louisiana. He said police discovered a woman clinging to life from a gunshot wound. Diaguero said the woman died at the hospital. Okay. This has been deemed a homicide call out, he said. And that's it. That's it. That's where the article ends. Yeah. Okay. Is there another article maybe perhaps tied to that? Is there a follow-up or only one link? Uh, let me look here. Probably just one link. Uh, there's two. Let me see okay, the other Let's go says. to the second one. Hopefully okay. we can get some in-depth information. Remember, and this is, the journalists aren't following up on their saying, hey, what happened the other night? Yeah. And they literally are just doing a press release. There's no investigative reporting. Uh, someone could go ahead and, and look up very quickly uh, some information. Uh, go ahead, Rebecca. Okay. So on the follow-up article, it says detectives have released the names of two men and a woman killed in Albuquerque in the past week. Albuquerque Police Department spokeswoman Rebecca Atkins said the deaths of Henry Barr, Jr., 26, Natalia Lorenzini, 24, and Javier Gandarilla, 34 are being investigated as homicides. No arrests have been made in the cases. On July 4, police were called around 10 p.m. to a home in the 300 block of Lansing Southwest near Bridge and Isleta. Officers found uh, Gandrilla dead at the home. On July 2nd, officers responded around 9.15 p.m. to a shooting in the 400 block of Grove Southeast, a few blocks from Zuni in Louisiana. Police found Lorenzini shot and she died at, the, at a hospital Less than 24 hours earlier, around 3.30 a.m., officers were called to the 400 block of Tennessee Northeast. Near Copper, police found Barr Jr. shot in the chest. He died at a hospital. And that's it. That's it. That's where the article ends, right? That's it. No in-depth reporting. None none at all. No why, no purpose, Mm -mm. no no knowledge, uh, and and the perpetrator not found, correct? Correct. So you have a murderer roaming the streets who actually took out three people. Yeah. 550 5500. That's 550 5500. We'll wrap that up tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, Monday. Well, I could do it tomorrow. You got Liberty Ladies tomorrow. Rebecca and Natalie will be here and they'll be going through some other stuff as well. 432 here in the Kiva. Don't forget, you want to fight for 505? Pretty easy. Just go to fightfor505.com. You want to watch our campaign video? Go to eddyaragon.com. That's E D D Y. A-R-A-G-O-N, Eddie Aragon, E-D-D-Y, A-R-A-G-O-N. Go check it out. Share it with a friend. 
and uh, volunteer, uh, make calls for us, or if you want to go ahead and uh, send us some uh, money, you can certainly do that uh, as well. And if you want to pick up some swag, you can do so directly at the Republican Party headquarters. I believe that they'll be there tonight until the conclusion of this broadcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live on demand. Get the top 10 news of the day or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. 
Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living, 270-0801. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 1171 856 1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com want the honesty affordability and reliability of a household plumber without the crack call rogers plumbing and heating family owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs reaching albuquerque Baylor, moriarty santa fe new laguna pueblo and anywhere in between rogers plumbing and heating is not only fast and reliable service being family owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral professional and ethical standards so when you need a fix without the crack call rogers plumbing and heating at 243-9703 there must be some kind of way out of here Say that jump up to the beat 
there's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. All along the Watchtower, a little Jimi Hendrix here, 440 Friday afternoon. We covered enough of the crime and murders that were all there. We just kind of had to go through all of the people who had lost their year, uh, lost their uh, lives in the year uh, 2021. Yeah, there's the there's the 60. Um, you're welcome to go ahead and call in. This is a live show, 550-5500, if you have any thoughts on that or anything else uh, that you'd like to say with regard. We'll go back to... COVID, which is what everybody pretty much wants to talk about anyhow. Uh, we had some very shocking uh, information that came out, uh, the interview, and then there's going to be an entire uh, show dedicated next week, uh, according to Clay and uh, Buck, who are going to be featuring nothing but doctors. You know, only doctors. The only doctor show is going to uh, go to that. Uh, let me play that some of that alarmist stuff Okay, that uh, came out yesterday. I want to start there. And then I want to tell you about all the various lies that have been uh, committed against uh, the people of this country and specifically the people of this state, uh, I think, and more importantly, because it's closer to home. We're one of seven states that has an indoor mask mandate. We're going to go through all the various reopening plans as uh, told by the uh, New York Times. And then one of three states that's never given up the emergency uh, state, the state of emergency. I believe it's uh, Illinois, New Mexico, and uh, Hawaii. So please you know, check us on all of that. I know the seven is right. I think the three is right, uh, too, as well. been a continual uh, state of emergency. So this was yesterday, for those of you who happened to miss it and are catching up on the uh, Friday uh, show here. Here's the epidemiologist that I want you guys uh, to hear and listen to and what he had to say. His name was Paul. He called in into yesterday's uh, show. We're going to start about a minute in. Uh, right after the introduction, he's out of Toronto, Canada, actually out of the United States, but he was in Toronto, Canada for the day. Uh, and he's an infectious disease epidemiologist, expertise in COVID-19. Um, he's been working on this for 19 months, uh, and he is talking about how we could have closed this entire thing out. And he came to share his views, also talking about how children are not candidates for the vaccines under any circumstances. And you know that that's who's next. We're going to start about a minute in. Uh, take a listen. This is from yesterday's Clay and Buck show uh, on the Kiva. The deaths, <clears throat> this is a very serious issue. And children have a natural protection that if we bypass it and we inject into the deltoid, into the arm, we could get levels of death occurring in children in the United States, similar to what we're seeing in the adults reported in the CDC's adverse database, which only captures 1%. And already we have 14,000 deaths. The purpose of this call is this. When we look at the Israeli data today, we see that the Israel implemented its booster program, third shots, August 1. When we plot the graphs, we saw that the infections were going up steadily. But what is very interesting and staggering is, if you look at August 1 onwards to now, you see that the infections have exploded. In fact, what it, what it is showing is that the booster program, the third shot, not only did not stop the transmission, it exploded the transmission. And we are arguing that the vaccinated persons are carrying such a high viral load in their, in their mouths, in their oral cavities and nasal pharyngeal passage. They are contributing to the spread. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This has been false by the CDC and NIH. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated. Because when you look at the data out of UK, <clears throat> most updated data is up to date. We see that 
the persons who have died infected with Delta, 70% of the deaths reported by Britain today, today, are those who are double vaccinated. So what the media is saying is a complete misleading to the public. And there's a recent study, very seminal, out of Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. They had 69 healthcare workers who were... Okay, so uh, let me just phrase this as clearly as possible. They have a study, 69 healthcare workers, Ho Chi Minh City, and he's about to lay it on you in terms of making his proof, his proof, which is, I think, indisputable, okay? about how you can be vaccinated and in fact, and spreading. And this is jaw dropping. We're confined to their facility for two weeks, locked down. 69 of them. And these healthcare workers were double vaccinated. <clears throat> what did they find? They find with this lockdown that um, the healthcare workers all transmitted the virus to each other because they typed the virus molecularly to see so the spread was within that facility. But more importantly, the research published in Lancet showed that the healthcare workers had a viral load 251 times, 251 times viral load for the Delta. So there you go. Okay. So he's telling you double vaccinated, 69 healthcare workers in a control group, and they trace the virus within each of them. And there you go. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated. Not to provide a contrarian view, but to actually listen to a, a virologist, an expert, an expert who's been working on COVID for 19 months, okay? His focus of his work is an early treatment, prevention, which is that early treatment extended absent of the vaccine that they could have close to trying to close the thing out. What's not accounted for are things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, any preventative measures that would have been done, not to mention other factors, including, you know, spacing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Turn that off. Okay. All right. So I want to go through some things to jog your memory. Because I'm not gaslighting you. I'm not setting you up. You're simply listening to a lot of what what, what we're seeing right now. And, And Jesse, Jesse, uh, who texted in. Thank you, Jesse, for your wonderful text and, and finding this information because I think we need to say it for a, a, a second day. One of our listeners, he says, Eddie, you'll thank me later. The FDA presentation, FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, present presentation called Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, 10-22-2020. The presentation that's eight hours, 50 minutes, two hours, 33 minutes in and 16 seconds is a slide. Slide 16. The presenter is talking. He says this. Tom has a list of possible adverse event outcomes of interest. Now, we've already showed you that the vaccine doesn't work to prevent the spread of anything based upon the control group that's there. And also by the Israeli, 14,000 people have died and the double vaccinated people, 70% of the infections happening on the vaccinated, okay? Not coming from the unvaccinated, literally being spread by the, those who are being, vac- those are being vaccinated because they're carrying it in their mouth and they're breathing it out and they have 251 times the viral load. These are vaccinated people. There's no doubt with that vaccination, they're getting, right, a dose, a dose of that virus. 
back to the FDA. Tom has a list of possible adverse event outcomes of interest. I would not dwell on this. He has them at the end of his presentation, possibly as well. The person giving the presentation tries to jam past slide 16. Reach your screen at 2 hours, 33 minutes, 40 seconds. You will see slide 16 and a list of those adverse event outcomes of interest. The FDA knows that on October 22nd, 2020, of these disturbing side effects, that was before the election, by the way, these side effects were never disclosed to the world when the vaccines came out, but now they are happening. Okay, so here we are. If you know people who are getting vaccinated, <laughs> you, you might actually need your mask at this point. Is it uh, insane? I know we covered this yesterday. This is just blows my mind. So here's the FDA, and I'm going to show you. There you go. You can see right there if you guys want to freeze frame there. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines, draft working list, possible event outcomes. So if you see rockoftalk.tv, you just saw that, okay? And you saw me flash it up with the FDA seal, the slides, et cetera, et cetera. Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, da-da-da-da, uh, encephalitis, uh, acute myocardial infarction, myocarditis, pericarditis, Kawasaki disease, thrombocytopenia, uh, pregnancy and birth outcomes, and death. All sorts of other stuff that is uh, all here. We're not notified. We're not told about it. There you go. Okay. So now I'm going to jog your memory just so you guys are well aware and well informed. Okay. Vaccines not working. They know this. And now they're telling people, well, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Well, that's not going to prevent anything because people have up to 251 times the viral load when they looked at that. Okay. Not working. Vaccines not working. Masks, we know. Not working, especially those cloth masks that you're carrying around all the time and continually wrap around your face without washing them. That's most of you out there, not our audience, because most of our audience, if not all of our audience, doesn't even wear masks. That can't be entirely true, but pretty close to that. All right. So here's some COVID-19 facts. The other thing is when you're diagnosing the vaccine, we also know that the vaccine is for not the Delta variant, which is why you're getting the booster shots. You're getting it for the old COVID-19. Some COVID-19 facts. They're all lies. Two weeks to flatten the curve. True or false? False. Right. Or liar truth. I like liar truth. Just tell me <laughs> liar truth. Back to normal when the majority of the vulnerable are vaccinated. True and or false? Lie. Vaccines. There are there are way out of this mm, lie lie. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. We will not cancel Christmas or holidays or Easter. Mm, lie lie. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that happened. That definitely that definitely happened last year, didn't it? Remember, yeah, we shut everything. Down. They didn't cancel yeah. my Christmas. I my Christmas went on as usual. We have no plans for introducing COVID nineteen passports. Yeah, lie. Lie. Mm -hmm. yeah, there it is. There's the passport. That can never happen in America. Mm -hmm. yeah, no. Vaccines will not be mandated. <laughs> <laughs> Our most recent lie, right? Yeah. Uh, just blasted right through this. Okay. Trader Joe actually mm -hmm. even said that mm -hmm. at one point mandated. in time. Per se, that never happened. Vaccines substantially reduce transmission and infections. I just presented <laughs> that to you, and it is <laughs> lie. All right. Alternative medicines such as ivermectin do not work. 
Uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. We know that for a fact, mm-hmm. right? You would think that they would want us to get better. No, they don't. Why would they want us to get sick? In a hospital, why do they not? Why do they they, they use the one thing that they know isn't going to actually improve your level of health? Why? Well, if there's a profit motive, you got to crank the cash out of you, baby. Heck yeah. Let's try this first. We're going to go with a less invasive procedure. And if that doesn't work, we're going to, we're, we're going to try again. We're going to go mm-hmm. double surgery on, on and, you. And you really, triple. Yeah. And you really hit the jackpot if you can drag it out as long as possible and then, yeah. and then finish it off by putting them on a vent. Oh, there we go. Then there you've made go. the All maximum right. don't, profit. Don't, don't steal my thunder there, Becca. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Alternative medicines such as ivermectin do not work. The PCR tests work effectively. Live. Live, yeah. They, they, they knew that. Yeah. Yep. They actually knew that. No immediate plan to vaccinate children. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that was in the plan all along. <laughs> uh, the unvaccinated are causing the variants. What did we find out from all this? A lie, right? We lie. know that the vaccinations are what are causing the variants. Uh, how do we know that? Let me go back to roll tape. You guys want to go back to roll tape on this part? Because this is really, really the. Um, the really cool part of this uh, interview. Can I ask Paul? Can I ask you how? Just and just so because for everyone listening, you're you've called in. You said you're an epidemiologist based in Canada. Clearly, you're very conversant in the studies and the situation going on here. How is it yes. possible medically? Let's just say possible, not proven yet, that somebody who would be vaccinated could have 250 times more viral particle than somebody who's unvaccinated exposed to the virus. Can you just give us an understanding of how that could happen? Well, we, okay, but first of all, I do have expertise in this. I live in the United States. I'm in Toronto today. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were Canadian, uh, Canada-based, but go, so, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, no, but, but, but hold on. I'm an infectious disease epidemiologist. Okay, the reality is that we've always known that you never, ever vaccinate during an ongoing epidemic or pandemic. That is a virologist's greatest fear. Because you drive the emergence of the, virus, the variants and the mutations. It is vaccination. You are putting evolutionary selection pressure on the pathogen. <laughs> and it is selecting variants that are highly more infectious, not lethal, because it does not want to kill the host. It wants to survive. So it's mutating downwards. Mueller's ratchet. It will mutate downwards. Highly infectious. And those that are highly infectious very ease of transmission will be selected forward. And do- there you go. Okay. So you, you understand that clearly, right? In terms of mm-hmm. that, oh, the, yeah. the, the unvaccinated are causing the variants. Uh, he clearly states uh, right there uh, in the virologist's greatest fear, driving the variants and the mutations, right? Driving variants and mutations because you don't want to vaccinate going into or within the pandemic. Okay. So there's a new dominant variant that gets created. They know this. This is not public knowledge, but he has made it so. All right. You know, the funny thing is, Eddie, is like almost a year ago, mm. Natalie and I on our show, we had found these obscure articles, which I had found, which had to do with spike protein shedding spike protein and shedding, self-spreading yeah. vi- vaccines. Yeah, so that's essentially what he's talking about and, uh, in a slightly different way. Right, the same thing. Uh, and it was being go. shot down as a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. Conspiracy theory. But no, it's true. Okay. You will not be required to have a vaccine to travel. Eh, lie. Lie. Okay. Vaccination will not be a condition of entry to events. Eh, lie. Okay. 
The virus never came from a lab in Wuhan, China. <laughs> Lie. <Not> proven. <laughs> we did not fund gain-of-function research. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> Masks work. <laughs> Lie. It depends on what your definition of work is. They definitely work. You mean they fit around the ears? Uh, uh, they're not going to keep you from getting the, the, the virus? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's, let's continue. Yeah, yeah. We desperately need ventilators. Uh, no. We didn't lie. need them. We didn't out. need them at turns all. Turns out we just we have a whole host of them. Well, we didn't need that nice ship in the New York Harbor either. That, Neither uh, one of them. Donald Trump uh, furnished them with. Or the emergency hospitals. We will not be extending any lockdowns. Can't lie. The country has a perfectly adequate supply of PPE. Uh, well. Yeah, no. It doesn't. Well, they were providing it to people that didn't. They had everybody wearing a mask when they shouldn't have been wearing a they mask. They should be cycling through, remember? Non-reusable. Yeah. yeah. The government has no gain, conflict of interest, or racketeering incentive in COVID-19. $14,000 <laughs> for a positive test, 41 for a bent. <laughs> yeah. This individual died from COVID-19, not the motorcycle accident. Oh. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> yeah. The vaccine remains localized at the injection site. <laughs> no. <laughs> right there, just right there, doesn't move past the Delta. <laughs> Vaccines do not interfere with menstrual cycles. We've, we uh, have, I know, know people personally. Yeah, yes. Vaccines do not cause heart inflammation, myocardial infarction. No, even in, mm. even in children. Vaccines are 100% safe for pregnant women. Nope. Uh, all lies. Vaccines should protect us against all variants. That's uh, that's a lot of lying. Total. It's a lot of lying by the government, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, you know, people are getting banned, shut down, Facebook, Twitter, newspapers. If you don't subscribe, follow the science, follow the science, follow the yellow brick road, follow the yellow brick road, right? Mm -hmm. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. I'm pretty good at that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah that, that's uh, really, really good. So. All right, folks. Um, I think we'll. Leave it there. Bring it back up to the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Uh, don't forget, you can fight for 505 very easily. Uh, all you have to do is uh, go directly to fight for 505. If you want to see our promotional video, you can go ahead and see it at eddiearagon.com. People come and go so quickly here. Follow the yellow brick road. 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 USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A key FDA advisory panel is voting against COVID-19 booster shots. The panel was overwhelmingly against the Pfizer COVID booster shots for people 16 and older. President Biden had said he wanted to start a booster program as soon as next week. The United States is admitting it mistakenly killed 10 civilians in Afghanistan. 
General Kenneth McKenzie saying warplanes targeted the wrong vehicle in Kabul, thinking it was an ISIS-K suicide bomber. This, this strike certainly did not come up to our standards, and I profoundly regret it. Ten people were killed, including seven children. The strike happened after 13 U.S. troops were killed in a suicide attack outside the Kabul airport. As far as if anyone will be disciplined for the accidental bombing, General McKenzie says he has no updates on personnel. This is USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive. The Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman is addressing concerns Republicans have about a phone call he had with his Chinese counterpart. Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley accused of treason at the waning moments of the Trump administration by disregarding the chain of command, spoke on the subject for the first time Friday. Milley said that calls he made to his Chinese counterpart were perfectly within the duties and responsibilities of his job. General Milley goes on to say such calls are routine and were done to reassure both allies and adversaries in this case in order to ensure strategic stability. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. A new study shows women were responsible for nearly half of all gun sales since the start of 2019. The National Firearms Society finding that about 3.5 million women became gun owners since January of 2019. That's nearly equal the number of men who purchased a firearm. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A once thriving industry is taking another hit. Dog racing has been in some American states for over a 100 years, but its popularity really peaked in 1985. In the years that have followed, state laws have led to the closure of racetracks all across the country. And now, after Florida's tracks closed at the end of 2020, Iowa and Arkansas's tracks are going to be closing by the end of next year. The one in Dubuque, Iowa, making that official with an announcement on Thursday. The GM saying there were signs of the industry's collapse now for years. The DRA, for example, provided a million dollars a year for seven years for Greyhound Racing to go away because it cost more than that to subsidize the prizes that were awarded the Greyhounds that won the race. It means only two active commercial dog race tracks will still be in existence, and they're both in West Virginia. In the New England Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
One in three adults in the United States aren't getting enough sleep every night. That's according to research found by the CDC. Lack of sleep is linked to several chronic diseases and conditions, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and depression. Chicago psychologist Don Duffy says developing better sleep habits is one of the quickest, most effective ways to improve mental well-being for an individual or family. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Five. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Here on this beautiful Friday afternoon, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV. You can podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, our apps for Rock of Talk TV and rockoftalk.com. You can also find the the, uh, write-ups at uh, rockoftalk.chat. Don't forget, we're also located up in... Los Alamos at 107.1 FM, uh, 1490 AM, KRSN Santa Fe. So uh, glad to be serving uh, you there uh, as well. A uh, blip-free broadcast here today. have a couple of people out there who are listening all day just to kind of see where we're at. So if you happen to be up in Los Alamos, uh, give us a thumbs up and let us know that you're hearing us loud and clear from over here in Albuquerque. And uh, don't forget, I am also running for mayor of Albuquerque 46 days until uh, that election. That'll be coming uh, down the pipe. Looking forward uh, to that. And for everybody who is uh, willing to jump in and volunteer and have a good time, or remember to be out at the state unfair grounds uh, where you are. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Uh, <laughs> we will not be showing our papers. We'll be protesting in mass, and hopefully you will be with me and the rest of us uh, to go ahead and let these people know that uh, this is not the way to run a state, as we just proved to you. I think I did a pretty good job of proving my case. Uh, uh, Rebecca is sitting in for Dowd Muska here this afternoon as our prayers continue to be with him and his uh, feline, or excuse me, not feline, canine family. Uh, <laughs> and uh, here we are, hour two. Uh, Rebecca, how are you? I'm pretty good. All right, there yeah. we go. So yeah. Very simple. I asked somebody a question, and uh, there she is. How, she's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. Can you give me a few minutes, please? Yeah, no, you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me let me get started. Give me like ten minutes. All right, we'll we'll exit out. Okay. None of these <laughs> these kids don't go anywhere without me with them. So they're they're <laughs> hanging out here in the studio. It's a good day. It's so hot, so so hot. But that's, it it warmed up today. It was it in did. the upper nineties, I think. It was the upper nineties. Yeah. So. Um, what is it? Eleventh day. The crossing guard at the school was uh, telling me oh, it was like eleventh day in a row. It's that hot. Uh. So long, dark winter. These things are happening. Let's go state by state because I told you one of seven, and then one of three. One of seven states that has indoor mask um, uh, laws or whatever rules. And you really need to kind of think about all these mandates and stuff that goes out. I mean, why should anybody submit to these COVID mandates? In any way, shape, or form. They're not laws. We covered that, right? The enforcement that would come in, uh, what, what are you going to do? Give me a misdemeanor? <laughs> Should I take these? Are you going to arrest the guy who's walking out with uh, Gatorade uh, buggles and I don't know what all? Are you going to arrest the guy who's not wearing his mask? I'm not going to check you out. You have people that tell you this kind of stuff. Oh, oh, emerging broadcast signal. Let me know what it's off. This is... Uh, this is the emergency broadcast signal that we had. So I'll let you. I'll let you uh, go ahead. You talk. I'm going to run my kids to the uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, you're just gonna, yeah go for you, it. You keep talking. Okay, I can let's, do let's, that. Let's see if you can do that. I, I can talk. Okay, I, let me, I I'm really gonna can. focus right on you, and I'm going <laughs> to, uh, while the emergency broadcast system is broadcast, and then I'll bring it right back to about mandates not being laws. How about that? Uh, okay. So, so you try to keep that balance right there. This is live radio here yeah, at yeah, uh, 508. Yes, I can do that. Okay. It, it, Mandates are definitely not laws. All right. Jeff's just said on 1490, we're blip free. So blip free. Go, very go good. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Oh, okay. You, you get it done. So, uh, yeah, mandates are definitely not laws. And, uh, Natalie and I actually talked about that on Liberty Ladies in length last week. And if you want to, if you want to actually hear the actual explanation of what a mandate is and how that a mandate can only be put in place when it is reinforced by an actual law and let me remind everybody how a law is made a law does not involve a decree down by a governor or even the president of the united states it has to go through different branches of government we have different branches of government we have executive judicial and legislative congress makes laws And if there was a law that you had to receive a shot and be part of a medical experiment, then that would be a law. It would have to go through Congress, both houses of Congress. It'd have to be voted on by both houses of Congress. It'd have to be approved by Congress. Then it would have to go to the president for signature. But you know why? It would never be a law to force you to be part of a medical experiment is because it's unconstitutional. (laughs) It's totally unconstitutional. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you have control over your own bodily autonomy. So that's unconstitutional. It would not become a law because it's unconstitutional. Now, Eddie was talking about the state unfair tomorrow, which we're going to be at. I'm going to be there at 10 o'clock and eddie i believe is planning on arriving at around noon and we are going to be outside the fairgrounds and i'm going to tell you where we're going to be and i hope as many of you as possible can join us there's going to be a bunch of us out here out there uh just like the protests we had the other day at montgomery and san mateo i think it was we had close to a thousand people there it was amazing and if you've never been to one of our protests, they're really exciting. And I think you should join us. Lots of really nice people, patriotic people. So tomorrow, the protest outside the fairgrounds is going to be at the main parking entrance at Louisiana, south of Lomas, north of Central. And we're going to be gathering there at 10 o'clock. And we're going to be going till about 1 o'clock. And all right. Uh, are we all emerging broadcasted out? Someone give me the heads up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can, anyway, I, uh, can you hear me now? Interesting timing on the emergency broadcast system. Yeah, isn't it? Just so you guys know that that's controlled by a larger station in the market. <laughs> a larger station a in larger the market? A larger station. Well, a bigger, bigger, they refer to themselves as the big stick. The big stick. The big stick controls the you know, emergency they always, broadcast They can system. compare themselves to a blowtorch. Have you a ever blow used a blowtorch? There's a tiny little flame about that long comes out of a mm. blowtorch. <laughs> if I was going to com- compare myself they, to something powerful, have, it'd be like have, a flamethrower. Maybe they have a flame envy. Could maybe be. Like so are we on? 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 Let me know. Okay. All right. 
So can I get back? So you advertised through I, through the emergency broadcast system that there's going to be a protest and we're going to be there? Exactly. And I okay. talked about where we were going to be gathering. Where? Where we're going to be gathering, yes. You're coming in clean, baby. There we go. Mm-hmm. So we can finally get it back to our broadcast. We don't get to control our own broadcast. The FCC. Yep. Yeah, Big Brother's Maybe if charge. I play it, ch- a change is going to come. Change is going to come, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'll cross all my stations, all one of my stations at one time. You know? Sure. Yeah. Talk about George Floyd. You think they do you think they didn't interrupt me? Maybe if I was a registered Democrat, maybe <laughs> if I was uh, a, sh- uh, a paid sheriff in town, or maybe if I was a paid mayor uh, in town who was running for mayor, then uh, it, what name can you not say? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, you don't say Eddie Aragon on our air. You get hanged. That's right. Did I tell you I have he like who all shall not the re- be named. Did I tell you I have all the recordings? Do you? Oh, yeah, they're playing. Yeah, you can hear it. It's oh, like, very cool. Like, you know, it's not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't know. Like, I'm doing my best here, but the police department sucks. But the minute he fires the police chief, that's that's when it, this is all on him, right? So I wanted to address, you also talked about the signatures and that the many campaign admitted the signatures. The way this right. normally happens, so there was uh, about 40, maybe 120 fraudulent signatures for the Keller campaign. 40, maybe well. 120. Yeah. What happens, <laughs> there's two different things. There's signatures and then there's $5 donations. If you're my signature gatherer, Will, and I'm going to pay you 10 bucks an hour to stand outside of Smith's and ask people to sign. With what money? But I'm only going to pay you. Right. I thought he was still trying to get signatures. public financing. What happens all the time is you plan on it, you take the money, and then you go home and you go, I did not get my signatures. And then you sit down and you go, okay, who did I go to high school with? Like Vital. Gaba, Jared Hart, Will Caller on line one, like, and you write them all down, right? That's, this happens all the time. But normally right. what happens is they go, well, yes, you have 137 fraudulent signatures, but you were supposed to get 4,000. You gathered 5,500. Even if we throw out the fraudulent signatures, you're way past the, the threshold. So that's, that's what we see all the time. Normally, it doesn't end up in the candidate being declined. When there is fraud, when they admit the fraud, it almost never the intent of the voters is to give an equal playing field to both candidates. And that's really what's frustrating is that's not being done. So oh. did I answer <laughs> He literally yeah, said at the very same time. At the very same time he admitted to the fraud, put the fraud in there and said it was fraud, right? Yeah. Then he says, Well, that shouldn't be he should be it's not fraud. I mean Keller that's He's a politician. So politicians are going to lie, and that we all know that. Well, no, no. So, Will, I got to, I got to go here. But you're, I, I see your point. Manny has a higher standard because he is the one of law enforcement. <laughs> I think we should hold them both to a higher standard. Two, four, three, thirty-three, thirty-three. This is nine, six, three news. Radio. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> very interesting, huh? Very, yeah. very interesting. I'll, I'll get rid of the ID on that. So, just so you know, um, we've got all that. So. My competitors are both allowed to be on our air. Um, you know, all they have to do is uh, submit the request and we'll be happy to go ahead and put them on. I'll produce their show and have a live call in show directly uh, for them here on our radio station. But, uh, we have literally every single time that they are dumping the name on air and even sort of gets there and they're dumping calls. We've got a, a literally a whole list, like we presented the list for our murders mm-hmm. of all that kind of stuff. So 
just pretty cool. So that right there is not just a talk show host. Uh, he's also the GM, uh, a Philadelphia liberal, uh, who uh, took over after, after the outgoing Pat Frisch. Well, so I can, go. I can tell you something, Eddie. <laughs> I can tell you why those other guys will never come on this station. Well, wait, take- wait, 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 wait. I do. Whoa, whoa. Before, no, we're not going to uh, sit here and beat our chest. I want to invite them onto the station to be quite No, honest. no, I'm just. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, okay, I, yeah, okay. I'm not allowing you to do that. Okay, so, okay, that's fine. The reason why is because. We don't want to uh, push them off of the station. Oh, yeah, we so want them here. We, we, aren't, we are not KKOB. Right. Uh, we are not that station. We don't dump the names of whoever you want to go ahead and call and, right. and talk about. Uh, we're not screening phone we calls. We don't screen calls. Yeah, we're no, not we don't. Uh, you know, playing defense all the time we don't because we're you. afraid of the truth. You know, we're not, doing, no. we're not no. shifting, you know. Uh, right. Honesty and journalism is spoken here, right here. That actually was the point I was going to make, but that's okay. That didn't seem like you were going. Oh, no, no, that's exactly where I was going. We want to encourage participation in in debate. All right, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right, let's go back to uh, the question of mandates. Why should anyone submit to COVID mandates in any way, shape, or form? Why? I I can't think of a single reason why. I can't think of a single why. You're not going to go to jail for filing a mandate. Mandates are not laws. They are the color of law restrictions. Very important, okay? Without any legal merit, has one person been prosecuted for not wearing their mask? The answer is no. No. Has anybody been convicted of a fourth-degree felony for not wearing their mask? The answer is, again, no. The bottom line, unconstitutional orders are not to be followed. By virtue of the fact that today is the Constitution Day back in 1787, ladies and gentlemen, And in honoring the Constitution, you shall not wear a mask. You shall not wear a mask. Oh, this is this is good. Someone's texting in on that Uh, because you need your job. Oh, I I need my job. What what were you guys talking about? Somebody asked me today if I was going to continue being on the air after I'm mayor. I said yes. This leads us to state and local strategies for fighting back against the federal passport mandates that they are coming in 100. Okay. So uh, this is very good. Let's get into all of this. Uh, this is uh, my, my good friend has uh, summarized all this, and we're going to hear more from him uh, during our third hour. Uh, simply ignore the mandates and carry on with life as normal. Yes, yeah. do that. The indirect method works both ways. If Biden is confronted with solid resistance to the passports in communities and states, which is what we're doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There is really only one path that he has left, which is indirect pressure through economic penalties. They have done that, right? Uh, Delta Airlines, $200, uh, you know, uh, you're going to have to supplement your own. You lose $200. Um, Let's see. Biden will attempt to force states to comply by cutting off federal funds and tax dollars. The idea might terrify some because people, there is a percentage of the population in every state that relies on federal EBT and other programs for their survival. We're seeing a very low vaccination rate. For the highest EBT users, which of course uh, is the African American right. uh, population, uh, they do not trust the government, given that they actually get a significant amount of their incomes in the lower income uh, places. So that's an that's an interesting, you know, that, sort of oxymoron. That makes them a lot smarter than a lot of other people. Well, I think uh, I don't know if you you define smart uh, in that way. It's just I think that makes them more wise. I think that mm-hmm. is uh, certainly the case. Been done before. Well, to get it again, do not trust the government. That's right. We've been there. <laughs> We've been there. The federal government can be punished in the same way, just as easily uh, by the states as well. You can confiscate federal lands and resources. Any state that is cut off from the rightful share of tax dollars can easily claim domain over federal lands. 
and the resources on them. If these EPA restrictions on these lands that have been unfairly used to kill numerous industries across the country with proper management, these resources can be used to, guess what, revitalize state economies. And what's happened is you've had this big government overreach by way of Deborah Holland, right? Former CD1 politician. She won by one vote. She got confirmed. She got confirmed by one vote. 51 votes, folks. That, that's how sad she is. She is a sad, sad lady. Right? DUI Deb, you know, think about this, is running the Department of the Interior. Ironically enough, they got the Department of Interior. We want to seize it and be federal lands and do a federal takeover land. How about offer business federal tax exemptions if they relocate? Red states can punish federal government by stopping IRS tax collections within their borders. They're already having a very difficult time. The IRS is uh, desperately right now underfunded. They've been paying out money hand over fist right now. Six trillion dollars have gone out. Kind of incredible. Well, Trader Joe's already talking about increasing the spending on the IRS significantly. That's kind of scary. Uh, can you not say Trader Joe's because we don't want to talk about the grocery store? Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, okay. Just for the purposes of non-confusion because I even got confused. For oh, okay. Put federal agencies out of the state or country. That would be nice. You know, what would happen in the state of New Mexico if we booted federal agencies out? Hmm. Right? Local law enforcement. And this is why we need the Convention of States. Convention of States. Very important. Da, 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 da. Like the Convention of States. Offer safe havens for military personnel. Reduce restrictions on medical treatment facilities. Unify for defense. Form trade relationships with other free states, red states. We could do a lot to go ahead and push back. Now, since we brought up states, we went state by state. Let's talk about the state of the state of the state of New Mexico, right? I don't know which state we're talking about anymore, anymore, right? <laughs> it's all the same, folks. So let's start first with New Mexico. Here's the current state of the state of New Mexico. Mass required. We are, quote, unquote, reopened, Okay. Let's look at when the spike was. The spike, the highest spike on a per daily basis was our highest day uh, about December 21st, the highest day of the spike for coronavirus. Go back and look. Okay. Go look at the day by day. You can kind of see that kind of stuff. Sure. It's about December 21st. What's also interesting is that's generally when most people get infected with something we used to know as a sickness, but apparently the one thing we do know about COVID is that the flu no longer occurs in the United States of America. It's only COVID now, okay? Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, Democrat, head of all the DGA, lifted restrictions on mass gatherings and business occupancies on July 1st. But, however, we are in a state of emergency still. The state continues to follow CDC guidance on face masks. So, what's open? Retail, need masking. Food and drink, need masking. Personal care, hair salons, barbershops, tattoo parlors, indoors, need masking. Houses of worship, recommended masking, because most houses of worship are doing what? Not wearing masking. Entertainment, bowling alleys, aquariums, amusement park. Flicks uh, is reopening September 30th, right? Still need masking. And outdoor and recreation. So let's compare some area. This is a very restrictive state, even now. Okay, Even now. You're looking at uh, a little bit of... A spike right around mid-February for some weird reason. Then it went all the way down. Arizona, okay? The one state where everybody seems to go to from New Mexico right now. If you look at Arizona, 
completely and fully reopened, masks not required, run by a Republican, allowed bars to resume normal operations, lifted all mask mandates in March. In March. And talk about flattening the curve, looking at their seven-day average going all the way back. Uh, beginning in April, they have not had one single spike. Not one. Their highest, highest number of mass, I mean, excuse me, new coronavirus cases in, on a per-day basis was about the third week of January. Mr. Ducey issued an order prohibiting, prohibiting, complete and total opposite to Michelle Lujan Grisham. Universities and colleges from requiring students to get vaccinated. You cannot force them. Where are your kids going to go to school? Oh, I was at the University of New Mexico. Now I'm going to U of A. I was at the University of New Mexico. Now I'm going to ASU. You see what's happening when a governor prohibits, literally prohibits colleges from requiring students to get vaccinated, to get tested, or to wear a mask to participate in learning. That's phenomenal. That's why Arizona continues to grow. No masking, retail, food, personal care, houses of worship, entertainment, outdoor, recreation, pools, spas, gyms, dining, bars, restaurants, all open. 100%. Pretty incredible. You go to the Arizona Department of Health Services and you look at this, not under a state of emergency. Not under a state of emergency. And continuing to grow and grow and grow and grow. All right, let's... uh. Let's take, uh, what, what should we go to? The Utes of Utah? I think that'd be good. We'll just kind of fan around in that direction. We'll go uh, clockwise if you're looking at the map. How about that? How'd that be? Biggest spike, same exact place as Arizona. About the third week in January. Pretty pretty good, but they, they were averaging about 3,500 cases uh, a day from the time of mid-November to about mid-January. Also run by a Republican. Spencer Cox, he ended the statewide mask mandate 15 days after Arizona on April 10th. He announced in May that he would end any requirement that masks be worn in any K-12 through schools. Remember, this is a state that's touching the state of New Mexico. In addition to that, retail, food, personnel, care, houses of worship, entertainment, outdoor and recreation, all open. Population density, Three times, three times higher than the state of New Mexico. Arizona, four times the state of New Mexico. Should we check out Colorado? See how we're doing over there? Certainly, they've got to have something pretty comparable to uh, New Mexico, right? Can't be all crazy. By crazy, I mean the states that are open, they're crazy, right? That's, that's, that's what they think. <laughs> It's hard to know who we're calling crazy anymore. We'll get to call around in a sec, couple of calls. Caller, go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, how are you, Dictionary Dave? What's going on? Doing, doing very well. I just picked up, actually, uh, a handful of uh, new uh, Tui uh, dictionary books. One actually covers business law. Oh. All right, let me cite this one. All so right, I, I'm doing the citing right now. Uh, can we just... I apologize, Dictionary Dave. I got a lot to get through in in, in 33 minutes. Can you uh, kind of uh, give us the, the short version, please? I don't want to okay. go off short reading. Version. I appreciate it. Short version, 1937. Constitutions. A constitution is a basic law of land to which all other law must conform. The Constitution of the United States is a supreme law of our land to which all other laws 
must conform. This, if a majority of the people of the state of New York should vote to amend the state constitution by authorizing a project or condemning private property without paying for it, such vote would be of no effect. Because under the Constitution of the United States, private property may not be taken for public use without just compensation. The same principle applies to any act of Congress. Here's where the important part is. Any state statute or any municipal orders, they must all conform to the United States Constitution. End on that. All right, there we go. Happy Constitution Day, Dictionary Day. What are you gonna What are you gonna do to celebrate Constitution Day? I'm more interested in that. Uh, I'm doing a brake adjustment on my old GMC. There we go. That's good. There you go. Make sure you, <laughs> your your brakes aren't cut for you know disobeying disobeying uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's orders. There we go. Uh, have a good one okay. there, Dave. I appreciate that very much. All right, let's get back to Colorado. Right, New Mexico can't be the only state that's sane. Certainly, we're going to find a a sane partner in Colorado. (laughs) Jared Polis, Hollis, a Democrat, loosened mask requirements in mid-May. Public health order was updated and extended through July 1st, however. Effective June 1, there are no restrictions for large outdoor gatherings or indoor gatherings. That's right. They had a Pitbull concert last night, apparently. I understand that uh, nobody... Pitbull? Yeah, Pitbull, yeah. I don't know. Not for dogs, not the dog. There's, I, I understand. I that thought maybe it's a bunch of pit bulls that play instruments. I don't know. Yeah, this no. is this is why. Yeah, I was going with the Rebecca 200 yesterday. We'll, we'll keep. <laughs> we're going to keep you right there. Yeah. The Dow 3000. Then we got the Rebecca 200. We're gonna, we'll get you. We'll graduate you to the 3000. I did look, find a chart that shows when the spike in the cases was in New Mexico. I, I I had to do some digging for that when I, I found I, it. Well, you got to dig and dig fast on the fly. Yeah. Uh, Dow 3000 has a razor sharp uh, shovel. 1122 of last year. There it is. Great job. That's good. You're welcome. There you go. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, don't don't <laughs> ever think that I don't appreciate anything. <laughs> Masks in Colorado still required for unvaccinated individuals. Twelve in order, 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 older. Excuse me. Wow. In some places, including K through 12 schools, jails, and healthcare settings, counties and hospital occupancy above 85 percent may be required to implement additional restrictions. Guess what? Everything is open: retail, food, entertainment, church, industries, outdoor recreation. Masks not required. Huh. Maybe we just know better than those three states. They're certainly growing fast. They've got great economies, low unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't distinguish between essential and non-essential. Maybe we're more like Colorado. You know, they like being, uh, I don't know. They're very into uh, weed, right? Uh, the New Mexico thought, hey, we're going to be more like Colorado. We're going to be weed. They're like, oh, you, we grow chili. You, you guys grow chili. And there's a whole fight between Pueblo and Hatch. So we're going to, what are we going to be? What are the weed strains? I don't know. I'm not into it. I don't care. All right, so uh, let's go to Oklahoma, should we? Is that fan? Sure. We touch Oklahoma sure. a little bit up there in Clayton. Clayton. Been there a few times. The, uh, I've spent a lot of time in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, Why? not very exciting. I love Tulsa. Yeah. Okie from Muskogee? I've spent a lot of time in OKC. Where's uh, Muskogee? Is that a place? Can you look that up? Look I it can. Up. Let's see. Go. All right. 32 in two seconds. See how fast I you know are. There's Oklahoma. an from Muskogee. 
I asked you to look something up. You're already on the clock for eight seconds, nine seconds, ten seconds. Uh, Oklahoma reopened. Masks not required. Oklahoma was among the first states to lift any restrictions. Way back in June of 2020, nearly a year later, a Republican, Kevin Stitt, lifted the state of emergency effective May 4th of 2020. Yeah, they haven't had masks or anything. And guess what's happened? Yeah, they had the same exact curvature, climbing to a max in uh, about the third week of January of about, right, what? remember, there's no flu. Could have only got COVID. Yes, yeah, pet bull. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know we had anybody who could listen to pit bull in the station. All right, there we go. Are you, are you got there yet? I, 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 I am. I'm looking at it. Wow. Okay, well, to read it to me. Tell me that. You want to know where Muskogee is? Is it a place? I don't know. It is, it, there is a place in okay. Oklahoma. Population? Yeah. Muskogee. The population uh, is? Population 39,223. Okay, where is it located? Is it located on the, the part of the neck of the trailer, or is it uh, on one of the wheels? Where is it at? Let me zoom out here. And oh, my gosh. Jeez. <sighs> You're making me miss uh, down. <laughs> We're more than a minute and a half in, and you still don't. All you had to do is type in. Oh, watch! I'll show you how fast. Okay, you, uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is southeast of Tulsa. Got it right there. There it is. Right there, Beautiful. off of uh, uh, Route right, 69. Uh, that means zero to anybody because we're talking to a radio audience uh, mm-hmm. that's here. So yeah, right there, Three Rivers Museum, Wayland Ferry, Wagner. Mm-hmm. Uh, good area. Uh, right next to the Cookson Hill State Game Refuge. Yeah, the mayor is Marlon of, Coleman. And on the other side, the way, to, the way to describe this would be on the other side for our audio listening audience that's driving, the other side of Oklahoma City. Just, yeah. like, just like Huey Lewis used to sing it. Yeah. He sings yeah. Atlanta, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Seattle, San Francisco, too. Now you have to be able to just interject immediately like you pick up on that music and then give really? me the title. And then oh, the it's like name that tune. Okay. Yeah, so, so there's a whole radio show going on here, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And you got to be fast. Right. And uh-huh. you got to like have no, like you just boom, 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 right? That's yeah, it. It's right. Kind of like, yeah. So you just fully integrated. Okay. Our audience has a full 360 sound out there. Yeah. Right? And they got it. Okay. It's just, <laughs> okay. Gonna fire away. <laughs> it's like you're a muzzle-loaded, uh, you know, radio gal. <laughs> yeah, you go get the gunpowder and load it on the front. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> I mean, that's, that does fast. Two minutes of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right there in Muskogee Creek Nation. There we are. Other side of Tulsa uh, as well. Do love, do love me, Tulsa. Tulsa's a great city. All right. Okay. So we've got four states, according to the state of New Mexico, that are all crazy. Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma. All of these states are dumb states. Okay. According to our governor and according to the Democrats here in the state, okay? Remember, <laughs> we're on lockdown, state of emergency, fifth largest state, fourth of the lar- largest in the contiguous United States. We're a big place, okay? <clears throat> By the way, you know, they have the, probably the best gun show ever in, t- in Tulsa. There we go. So that's always You can't walk too. it in one day. It's so huge. Well, there it is. And it's south of Joplin. Uh, so that's also... All right, so... Finally, Texas. Here we go. Texas, Texas. Gotta love us uh, some Texas. Uh, you know, could be at 15.5% of our GDP in this country. Greg Abbott 
There he is, another Republican. We got a Republican, a Republican, a Democrat ahead of us, right? So Texas, let's, let's go back counterclockwise. Texas, Republican, Oklahoma, Republican, Utah, Republican, Arizona, Republican, to the north of us, Democrat, Paulist, but still open for a considerable amount of time, okay? But not crazy enough to be New Mexico's because now we're finding that Texas, right, the outlier really is New Mexico. We aren't safe. Tenth highest infection rate. We've shut down half of our economy, 52%, according to the Harvard Business Review. Harvard. Sent a law prohibiting businesses and government entities. This is what Texas did. Greg Abbott signed a law prohibiting business and government entities from requiring proof of vaccination to receive a service. You can't do it. They went a step further than Arizona. We're going to prevent schools and universities from having forced vaccinations, forced masking. And Texas is like, no, that's not far enough. You don't have to require any proof of vaccination to receive any service in the state of Texas. Come and go as you please. This is America Jack. He also lifted the mask mandate and capacity limits on all businesses effective March the 10th. What are we suffering from here? Are we just gaslighting ourselves? Are we just trapped in this giant state of idiocy where people are like, well, I can make my argument just by looking at the fan of states around us and realizing how incredibly stupid our leadership is. Mass arm requirement, we're this big giant donor hole in the center, and this has exposed Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats and especially Tim Keller here locally, because that's what this is all about here in the, in the city of Albuquerque. I don't even know how you don't vote for me. I don't know how you could vote for anybody but me. Manny's a Democrat. Tim Keller's a Democrat. They've been on board. They love Michelle Lujan Grisham. They've got all their wonderful, you know, kumbaya photos and openings and ribbon cuttings and, you know, mayor night, governor night, gubernatorial night celebrations all together. And you, and you're, this is who you have to choose from. I'm literally telling you, I'm the only person who's talking about COVID. We talk about the five C's, right? City, crime, COVID, commerce. And corruption. Wake up, Albuquerque. You know what I want you to do? I want you to go out right now and go, hey, there's this guy on the radio right now. His name is Eddie Aragon. You need to listen to him. Because he might be the only voice of sanity in the entire, entire state, given what we've been dealing with since March 13th of last year. Can you believe they were trying to get me off the ballot? Can you believe that we got 3,305 signatures without one fraudulent signature? Can you believe any of this stuff that we're doing? And these people are pushing back against me. They won't give me the light of day. These people literally love, they love what's happening to them. And they think they're better than all the area states. And then we're 50th of this and 50th of this, and they want to complain. These people love to be miserable. It's mind-boggling. Miser misery loves company. You know, they're pointing their finger at that, and they're saying, at least we're not New Mexico. And they've got a point. Yes, they're not New Mexico. <laughs> and they couldn't be happier about it. They know that there's a state of people, a city of people, who are so incredibly hard-headed. By the way, my worst trait, as you know, is of any human being that I ever meet. If you're hard-headed, I literally can't deal with you. It's impossible to deal with people who are hard-headed. And we've got a lot of hard-headed people here. So how are we going to penetrate them? How are we going to change their minds? How are we going to inspire them to go into a different direction? Anybody want to talk about that? 550-5500.
It's 5.50.55. I made my point going around the uh, horn, so to speak, from state to state. Uh, sure. I don't know how much more I can do here. You know, I'm running for election. I ran for CD1. I did state party chair. I uh, did, did expose the Epstein stuff. Then uh, I got the floor plans for the Epstein stuff. Then I did the uh, orangenm.com. Uh, you might remember that. You guys remember when we were tracking? I realized it's not about flattening the curve. Like, what, what else do you want me to do? What's next for me? What is the next thing I have to do in this state to expose all this stuff? What, what, is there anything else that I can possibly do at this point? Put myself totally online. It's, for me, I'm either going to get murdered or I'm going to become mayor. I don't think there's any in between. I think I'm going to wake enough people up to what's happening that they're going to vote for me. They're going to be like, oh, my. You know, they're going to say, up yours, vote Eddie Aragon. That's going to be my campaign slogan. My campaign slogan is going to be like, well, I know you hate him, but vote Eddie. Eddie. Vote Eddie Aragon because that's all we got. <laughs> hey, we'll take what we can what, get. Whatever we can get. That's all we got. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. Uh I compare New Mexico to a woman who goes back to her husband who constantly beats her. That's how I see New Mexico. Sam, I don't think you're off off board. I, Sam, no. it's just a, you just keep going back. Yeah, you know, you know you're gonna go. You know he's gonna beat you again. Why yeah. do you keep going back? We got shelters. You got protection. Your brother, your uncle, everyone's there. They're there for you. And there you are, showing up again at two in the morning. He's gonna beat your ass again. It's a great analogy. Yeah, I like it. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, how's it going, brother? Stop. You know, when I think about the state, you know, we talked about this, I think, long time last year about how people keep voting and picking the status quo. Let's pick what, let's pick this average, this below average, this losing um, mentality of how the state is run. And you look, it's funny to me when you look at Florida and Texas, how these states didn't have the mandates and are laid back when it comes to it. And now, supposedly, they're in the news for having you know, massive outbreaks, which I think is completely media-driven. I don't believe any of it. Yeah, good. So well, when you look yeah, we, we proved that. Total BS. Yeah. And so I got to tell you, listening, I love the guys on the radio right now, um, all the way through the afternoon up to you as well. Um, Glenn Beck and uh, Clay and Buck and what, you know, bringing on these doctors and all the stuff we're hearing. Yeah, it's yeah, proving, yeah. It's proving so much to us. All the stuff we already knew, all the stuff we talk about, we know that this is not working. We also know that it's, our, you know, it's against our, our rights to be mandating. I was at the the rally or that thing with Corrine at uh, Chris's place. We do that day when she said, this is not lawful. And people that are listening to the radio, you need to understand this mass mandate is not lawful. It's unconstitutional. You do not have to fall in line with it. And that's what we got to do. Stand, like we talk about standing up and fighting for what the other states are fighting for. So Abbott, DeSantis, those guys are like heroes in my mind because they're standing up for their people's rights. Luke, uh, Grisham is not. No, she doesn't care. She's, she's, I just proved to you she's a total imbecile, an idiot. Yeah. Uh, the area states that are all next to us and what's going on, what is she trying to prove? Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas are sitting there looking at us like, boy, there's a lot of idiots running that state. And, yeah, they are all Democrats. For Mayor, uh, for Mayor, Mayor, uh, Mayor Tim Keller, Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, uh, Governor yeah. Michelle Lujan Grisham, AG Hector Balderas, our yeah. congressional delegation that's out there. I mean, are you kidding me? And, and look what they try to do to any Republican that's elected or whatever. They, they try to cast them out and make them bad and don't put them on the news. Look at what's happened with me in Channel 4. That's pretty incredible. They just totally black me. Any, the only news we will report on Eddie Aragon is that it's going to be and negative. That, and that comes back, Eddie, all to the media. That's why, I mean, to me, 
I don't even know what to believe at all anymore because the stuff that they pump out is only what they want you to hear. So I don't, they don't want to say your name because they don't want to quote unquote help you along or let people know that you're out there running. Reality is they need, they need you more than they know and they still won't put your name out there. It's ridiculous. They're just, they're, they're hard headed, mean spirited, ugly people. And they, they like, are. and they like to lose. Take a listen. Fears and anxieties, which are so inherently symptomatic of a losing team. Sorry, Doc, I had a little. The mind is a strange thing, and you must begin by asking it what is losing? <laughs> losing is a disease as contagious as polio. Losing is a disease as contagious as syphilis. Losing is a disease as contagious as bubonic plague. Attacking <laughs> one, but infecting all. There it is. Ah, but curable. Now, I want you to imagine you are on a ship at sea on a vast... Hobbs, you want to sit back down there and pay attention? Gently Hobbs, get back in there. That's it. That's the uh, New Mexico politician. Hobbs, get in there. Get over there, Hobbs. Do what you're told. Do what you're told, Chris. That's all. That's it. It's, it's brutal. You know, real quick, real quick. Watch you know, that TV about, station. Watch so the, I, listen to that radio station. Watch how they be. Stay down. Stay in the locker room. You ain't going out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's sad. You know, she follows. She's she's like holding the hands of fight. You know, when it comes to this mandate, I want to look good. It's what the president's doing. We'll do it, too, when there's no need for it. We're so spread out. We're so vaccinated. There's absolutely no need for what we're going Zero. through. Absolutely none. Zero. Zero. But uh, a, hey, watch, watch the questions these idiots come with uh, to me at the debates and the things that they interview and what they're going to try to make me look like. It's going to be yeah. incredible. And then we'll do a side by side after I make all my answers to my questions. We're going to make them look stupid by cutting clips of what they sent to us, putting them out on our radio station, putting them out on video. Just like I, you just heard all the 770 stuff that I had right there. I said, here, I'll just play that right here on our. So there yeah. you go. All right, I got to run, Chris. Have a, have yourself a great weekend, sir. You, I, you I, I appreciate it. Uh, Caller, you are in the Kiva. Hello. Hello. Oh, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's another Chris. Oh, um, hey, Chris. What's going on? Well, I thought you'd appreciate this. I mean, there's one other sure. state that's just as stupid as we are, and you're real familiar with it. I am. And that's uh, Nevada. Nevada. And, uh, Nevada. Since 2007, I've been an active participant in the World Series of Poker. Oh, wow. And uh, this uh, this year, they've mandated that you have to prove you've been vaccinated. And you and once you get seated at your table, you can remove your mask, but the uh, dealers don't have to prove they were vaccinated. Now, I think 
that just you know shows you how asinine the whole thing is. And I mean, Nevada is shutting itself down uh, with this mask mandate of wearing the masks in the casinos. But uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That the uh, World Series of Poker is requiring us to prove that we've been vaccinated. Let me uh, let me say something. I've uh... Let's say I've drank a lot of wine with uh, poker players because I used to hang out at the uh, the bottom of the Rio, uh, which is, at, you know, Correct. that's where you guys had your stuff. You've been to the Rio wine cellar, right? You've been down there, hung out there? Uh, no, I haven't hung out at the Rio wine cellar. All right. Well, let me, let me tell you something I learned from uh, these poker players and why you should be listening to what this gentleman, Chris, is saying. I mean, generally, most poker players, they're very intelligent. They're athletes of the mind. That's why they're on sports TV. I mean, most of these guys are like very fearless. They have almost no emotion. I think you, uh, you and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this stuff. They're almost emotionless. What? Yeah, they <laughs> very good. Quick. See, smart. See right there. He yeah. can make the move right. There. What? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they, they understand mistakes that, and they replay them in their mind. They're replaying several hands. You probably do this, right, Chris? You, oh, yeah. you were yeah. playing several hands in your head and you've got like yeah. 12 things to, to focus on the eyes, the head, uh, the gesticulations, if you will, the pantomimes uh, that they do, uh, you know, uh, kind of reading any shift in breathing, uh, looking at uh, the way that they're holding their cards compared to how confident they would or unconfident. I mean, you get real tapes on this kind of stuff uh, so that you don't make these same mistakes. But really, it's all about focus. Do you know how long you have to sit on these damn tables and to Well that's that, that that's the key is you have to you have to be patient. Patient. Patient uh, focus. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's uh but I've been fortunate enough that uh I've made more money than I've lost, so that's good. Yeah. But uh So you're not so you're yeah, officially not a gambler then, you know that, right? That's the definition of no, not I, a gambler. I, yeah. I don't I don't play I don't play any table games anything i just uh focus on poker and uh it's worked out for me i, I it's strictly recreational for me yeah i'm not uh, you know we have a kid here in albuquerque uh uh who went out and became really good and the only other thing he knew how to do was skateboard but uh <laughs> he uh has made a very good living for himself and he's a uh, a very good poker player. Uh, so. it, it is uh, something that is a zero-sum game. Uh, the amount of money that is ultimately going to be won is already on the table, which uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's dog-eat-dog, which makes it cool. And so, the most competitive, capitalistic thing that there is, your win is someone else's loss. Um, but right. you, will, you will find that over time with most poker players. And I've known quite a few of them, uh, believe me, just guys who are just uh, players who are just like you. Uh, these guys had the best judgment that you have ever seen in, in not personal lives, but just in making assessments on the table, they could read something and, you know, get past it. So as far as problem solving, I don't know that there's anybody better than a poker player. Yeah. Well, apparently it doesn't carry on to the administration of the, uh, world series. Of poker. It, it would, if you guys could get off the table, you guys are addicted to playing poker. Yeah. It's, it is one of the most addictive yeah. things that there is, as you know. So, I, I always tell, I don't play any poker, but when I do play, I do win. I'd love to play with you, Chris. So uh, we should trade cards, well, and uh, you can see if you can beat me straight up on, a, you know, Open Omaha or, uh, you know, the uh, the five-card stud. 
Yeah, I play Pot Limit Omaha and uh, uh, the Limit Hold'em, but uh, I strictly am a tournament player. I do not play cash. Oh, okay. There we go. We can just play chips. I'm fine because I don't really gamble at all. <laughs> remember, remember, I'm homeless and I don't have any money, right? Well, <laughs> once, once, once you uh, become mayor, wow. you start a home get home game in the mayor's office. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, or I'll just put a giant game of Jenga in the middle of Civic Plaza. Well, you'll be moving into your new dig, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. Yeah, I'll move into the mayor's office. That's a good question. <laughs> Mr. Aragon, you're officially homeless, according to, right? And then, would you like to move up to the 11th floor? Let me, no, I'm fine, and I can reside right here. There we go. Chris is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read a single text today. Vote for Eddie so he won't be homeless anymore. There we go. I like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll go live with homeless people out on the streets. Maybe they can throw me out and I'll leverage that to my benefit by going to be homeless for the remainder of the... Don't think I haven't thought about doing that. <laughs> I thought about just grabbing a basket, going to hang out to the area shelters and having a camera crew follow me as I sleep, you know? There you go. And keep my bodyguard. Sure. What do you think? I like that. You uh, would Ed- definitely get some publicity on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> Uh, fun show here. We got Griggs and Eddie coming up next. Uh, Eddie, I meant to tell you at that volunteer meeting what impressed me the most. You gave that whole speech without a single note card. That tells me everything you said was from the heart. You were without question a man of passion. Uh, with, with question a man of passion to improve our city. Rock on, Eddie. I don't do anything. I did do one night. We did in the backyard. I carried my notes because I wasn't sure, you know, what we were doing. Or, uh, but I haven't done it. I do it right off my hand, right? Yeah, I think yesterday's uh, thing at the Zia was 55 minutes. The other day I went an hour 10. I, talk, I got called Hitler. I told you that. Yesterday, oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, that was it. That was interesting. Uh, if you go to Eddie Aragon, uh, I guess we just, we should just play that one more time. Oh, my connection is not private. What is what is going on here? Uh, let's see. We got to clear. And if you can't get to it, clear the cash. I don't know. It's the uh, denial of service type attacks that that uh, continually get on everything. It's crazy. Um, that's why we have guys who are, who are on offense, uh, so to speak. So I'm going to play the commercial right here. You can go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com, uh, best, place, best place that you can go. Or you can uh, go ahead and uh, watch uh, the video at eddiearagon.com. Uh, here it is in its entirety. Who wants to take back this city? Who wants to fight for the 505? We have been left without hope for too long. The last 10 years, your neighbors and friends are out there bragging, wow, Albuquerque sucks, I'm going to leave. No, 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 this is our home. Guess what? I don't talk about that. When I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, a train, wherever I'm meeting people, they're from someplace else. I cannot wait to talk about the city that I love, the place where I'm from, and an entire culture and a history and food. I cannot stop bragging about the places that I want to tell people to go and what to do. We're proud of our state. We're proud of our city. We're not going to let it get put down anymore by people who want to run their agendas. I realize that the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job. That's perfect for me because I have no political ambitions. I just want to live in a better city. We can't shudder and cower and wait for COVID to shut us down. Or, oh, it's too dangerous outside. I'm not going to go outside. The crime is too bad. Or we don't know what to think of our city and our state anymore. We can change all that with this campaign. Hey, I'm with the Eddie Aragon campaign. I want to tell you about a guy who's beloved generation of Mexico, whose parents are here, who loves this place, who came back because he loves it. 
He talks about five things. He talks about city. He talks about crime. He talks about COVID. If you can shut down in your house, he talks about commerce. He talks about business. And most of all, he talks about corruption. And he's going to make the city a better place. Stand behind me. I will get behind you. Let's take this city back. Thank you all for being here. So there it is. Totally inspiring. Yeah, you you love it. There it is. One abq.com. So you can jump on that. Uh, very good. Uh, Donald Trump's still sending me text messages. Not asking me for money though. I am fight for five oh five dot com. Donate, donate, donate. Uh, I can't just use my radio station. Come on. Uh, my competitors are welcome to go ahead and come on the air. If for no other reason to get me off the air, can you just try to do that? Yeah. I'll just sit here and produce. I won't say a word. No. I mean, I can't tell you who's going to be calling. I we'll call. Know. There's no way I could actually control right. who's going to be calling you. No, on no the call air. screening. No, no call screening. No just, cutting just, people off. I'll just hit buttons. I'll right. just, you know, the only thing is just dump that's on there, and they'll just, you just basically just you you get to fight literally for five oh five right on air. Right. Yeah. Just, they just come hitting you. They're just hitting Tim Keller right, left, right, left. More questions. Why this? Why this, Tim? Why this? Why this? Right. I'll just keep hitting it. You know, like right, like right now. Caller, go ahead. You're in the Kiva. Fire away. Yeah, two things I heard. Yes, sir. Two things I heard. Yes, sir. One, they may be stupid or they may not be stupid, but they're not doing this to us out of stupidity. They're doing it on purpose. That's worse. You're doing it to us on purpose. Clarify, you're David. Yeah, clar- our, clarify, David. Be explicit and slow down. You've got the floor. Go ahead, sir. They are locking us down unnecessarily. They're insisting that we inject through a metal tube into our bodies against our will some fluid that does not qualify as a vaccine that we don't do not want. Oh, let me take that little segue. Earlier, you had Dave call in and give you the uh, the rundown, the summary on the Constitution. Our, by definition, on its face, which is a legal term, if our government cannot take from us without compensating us. It also, obviously, cannot, against our will, force a needle into our body to be injected with something that we don't understand and we don't want. They may get away with it if we want to use a public school, maybe, but I doubt that as well. But certainly, if you don't want anything of theirs, if you don't want their school, go into their school, then there is no way under the Constitution they can hold you down, which means if they insist they can do it, it means they literally say that they can tie you down and forcibly inject you against your will. That's what they're saying, and that is on its face unconstitutional. And, you know, Dave, you can't say that you're going to have a mandate or or make people do something unless – there is consequences for somebody that refuses. So you got a point there. Oh, he's got way more than a point. I, oh, yeah. I kind of wanted you to just yeah. uh, let him let it sit with the silence and let him pick it up again. Because you don't interrupt Dave. Oh no. So, no, just let him let him go. Well, you you just did it again. Oh, so, yeah. We got to get okay. the impact of Dave's full rage. He's got a full range of rage right here, and I love it. Uh, Dave, why don't you wrap it up real quick? Go ahead. Well, it's already wrapped up. I, I I cut it where I cut it on purpose. That's yeah, that's the point. I, yeah. I digest that. Yeah. Digest yeah. that. And yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. Yes. <laughs> love Dave. We do. We love Dave. Uh, channel your inner Dave out there. Hour three coming up next right here in the Kiva. This is what I hear when I hear Dave. I hear this kind of music. 
every single time, and it's great. A little chop suey, system of a down. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour three up next, Greg Zanetti and me here in the Kiva. This is the Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.